The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this 16th day of November 2023. Today's show is brought to you, as always, by SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase of uh, concert shows, sporting events all around the planet. Friend, get some Christmas gifts for your for and stocking stuffers for the holiday season. It's coming right around the corner. Uh, remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great sports podcasts and great articles as well. Um, check out the, the Sports Stove podcast. Vince Stover, friend of the show. He's been on uh, my show a couple of times. I've been on his show a couple of times. It's great. Uh, got a lot of stuff going on there. Vince is one of the, one of the best out there with the interview style. It's uh, second to none in the belly up world. Uh, and check out the uh, 1420 Sports Bar podcast um, website or own, the 1420sportsbar.com. Uh, Dave's diatribes made its debut today, very first time. Dave wrote an article for the uh, for the for the uh, website. It's up there now, so make sure you go and check that out later on today. Uh, some insight from Dave, and only the way Dave can put it, as you hear on the 1420 Sports Bar podcast, which we're recording uh, later tonight. So be out tomorrow if you're listening. Pleasure. Also, actually check out the uh, the. Uh, the uh, New Era Sense podcast. I got them on tonight. They're the latest, uh, the latest uh, podcast. Join the Belly Up Media, Media Network. So we're going to talk some Ottawa Senators and what's going on with that hockey club. Uh, how long of a leash DJ Smith has uh, as the uh, as the head coach there? It's not going as well as the the uh, Senators would hope. They do have some talent on that team. So we'll get some insight from the, the guys over at New Era Sense podcast later on tonight. Uh, anyways, don't look now, but the Pittsburgh Penguins are playing themselves some pretty good hockey. Big win last night over the uh, the well the, the low. Columbus Blue Jackets. Columbus, they got to figure out what they're doing. That team needs an identity. They haven't had anything going for them since the end of the league. It's, geez, it seems like 20 years ago now. It hasn't been 20, but whatever it's been. But that team isn't doing very well. And anyways, but the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, they uh, have they won five in a row. Sidney Crosby seems to be uh, just everything he touches is magic. Like it's been throughout his career. He had a hat trick last night. 560 goals in his career, and you think a guy that isn't really known for his goal scoring prowess, he was more of a, a a playmaker and everything else. But the way that guy can put the puck in that at a high base, had a high pace. You think when this contract's up with Pittsburgh, and I still think that if he doesn't get a cup in the next couple of a uh, couple of years, but that, that might change the way the, the the game is played, that he might be leaving Pittsburgh. But yeah, that this guy's going to end up with 600 career goals, and he's probably going to have 2,000 points and be the only one uh, chasing behind Gretzky when it's all said and done. It's probably the way it should be. He's a talent he's a he's got the the heart of a lion he's uh tim tebow with talent i guess is one of those things you could you could compare him to but it's uh crosby is such a it, it's such a uh, a study in, in how to play the game the right way and how to, to like he loves the game of hockey, he loves playing it a certain way and he always you always know you're going to get the best effort out of him and the guys around him are going to get better. Yeah, they didn't have some goaltending for a couple of years and things didn't go so well but three Stanley Cup championships and Pittsburgh's flying right now. Eric Carlson's decided he can play a little bit, bit of defense and Latang's been doing quite well. They're finally getting some goaltending as well so that always helps but Pittsburgh's won five in a row and they've uh, a team that was uh, people were like, oh, Christ, here we go again, what are we going to do? 
uh, here in Pittsburgh land, but winning five in a row, uh, winning uh, get lets gets the stink away. And then right now the Pittsburgh Penguins are doing that. And you got to think that they might be in the, uh, the look for another forward here or there because teams are starting to drop off the uh, off the planet a little bit, not playing very good hockey. And, uh, American Thanksgiving is next weekend. We'll uh, we'll do that. Uh, that uh, this these teams are next next Thursday. It is so next Thursday we'll have the uh, who's in, who's out, who's not making the playoffs, who you can uh, write out and, and say that they're uh, should ride off in the sunset and maybe start selling. It's only a week away, a week today when you got to think it's, it's all said and done for a lot of these National Hockey League clubs. But Pittsburgh's right there. The, Eight and five isn't the greatest record, but you win five in a row. It gets a stink away and it gets the uh, the crowd off the back of the of, of the head coach and the GM and everything else going on there in Pittsburgh. Uh, the other thing that happened last night. I don't want to talk Oilers hockey. We give them enough enough uh, credits, enough enough uh, not credit, enough uh, attention throughout the last week with the firing and everything else. But they they won in, in overtime last night. A good a good effort by Patrick Kane. And you know what? We'll talk about the Everton Oilers right now. Why not? They uh, that first period and a half, they were absolutely absolutely awful last night. They weren't doing anything. weren't weren't accomplishing anything. Didn't have anything going for them. And they ended up uh, winning a hockey game. They probably shouldn't have won. But you know what happened? Stuart Skinner stopped hockey pucks. He had a nine sixty save percentage last night. There was a a few, a few shots that, uh, a few plays that uh, that Seattle had that probably should have been in the back of the net, but they uh, swing and a miss a, a couple of times in the back door plays, and uh, Skinner was beaten cleanly on a couple of shots and a couple of plays, and defense wasn't there. We've talked about that a lot, but uh, they got the saves when they needed, and they, now they won two in a row under new head coach Chris Knobloch. It's not hit; he's not doing it. Paul Coffey's not doing it. It's just that that team is supposed to be doing that. The hat trick from Patrick Kane or no, Evander Kane, sorry, Patrick Kane. We'll talk about him where he might end up going. There's rumors he's going to be ending up in uh, Toronto, but I don't think he's going to Toronto. Uh, they don't need a, they don't need more scoring. They need to keep the puck out of the net. And I don't think Kane uh, is is that kind of a guy. Uh, but you know, get back to the Oilers for like half a second more. They're, they're playing like they should have been playing with Jay Woodcroft. Nothing has changed. I can't see a, a coach making that big of a difference. But you know, there's always that that coach's boost. No matter what, whenever there's a coaching change, it, it happens. And that's what happened with the Edmonton Oilers right now. Get to Patrick Kane. I was reading somewhere. I can't remember where it was. It uh, doesn't much matter. It was. It's funny when you when you go online and you read an article, especially more so on your phone than if, than if you read it on uh, on your computer or your laptop, whatever it might be. Once you uh, you lose that article on your phone, you never you never find it again. Isn't that kind of funny the way that all works out? But on, like on your web browser on your uh, on your computer, you just go last memory this that. But you always forget about to do it on your phone. You just seem to, to lose it. But anyways, I was reading on there about the the. Uh, Patrick Kane maybe going to Leafs. He's kind of getting down, wearing down to his suitors where he's going to go. The, the thing is that the Kane can't be, really be too picky right now, and he can't really say a lot because every team is up against the salary cap right now, right? And he's a guy who just came off a hip surgery, and he, he's he's not going to make four or five million bucks here. There's, he's just not. There's just anybody with any kind of any kind of money. The only thing that might happen is if somebody has a, a player that goes on LTIR, uh, and then they can find four or five million bucks that gets freed up like that. But you, you don't know if that's going to happen this time of year so Kane's going to have to take a pretty pretty big haircut for uh, to play anywhere in the next uh, in the next month or so because it's just not going to happen he's going to have to uh he's going to want to go to a contender. I've read that, that Toronto was one of the places, but I can't see him going there because they're, they're just not needed. I've heard he'd uh, go to Buffalo, but why would he go to Buffalo? Yes, it is his hometown, but to go to a, a, a non-contender just to play out your career, it doesn't make a whole bunch of sense with the guy, the the, pedi- the winning pedigree of uh, Patrick Kane and everything else. You, you ought to think he's going to, and then he's not really needed in in uh, with the Rangers because that's where he went last year, remember? And he hasn't really done any, uh, the Rangers don't need him either. The Rangers are flying right now. They have 12 wins. They're, they're just they're they're going gangbusters. So you just wonder what the uh, 
what the market is out there for Kane. And another thing, and I got to think we didn't we didn't talk about this a lot with the the Chicago Blackhawks situation. We talked about it a, t- a year and a half ago or two years ago, whatever it was, when Dave talked about it. It's in the show one forty eight. Check that one out of the situation with the uh, uh, sexual abuse assault situation with their uh, video guy and everything else. I don't want to repeat his name, but we didn't talk about the la- latest allegations. I don't want to get into that either right now. It's more of a uh, deeper subject that I want to get into this morning. But you, you wonder if teams are going to this. This might be a bit of a reach, but just hear me out. You wonder if teams are going to want to stay away from uh, those Chicago Blackhawks guys because the negative media is going to come with the Patrick Kane. Yeah, you you face the uh, the music once here, once there, once here, once there, and then it's done. But you know, every time the Leafs go somewhere, it's a media circus, no matter what. So if he was on the Leafs, that would be a big circus that you wouldn't want to have, and you wouldn't want to have that uh, being deflected away from the success of your of your team. Uh, it's it's because media can be tough. There's no getting around that. And it's one of those things you. You wonder, like, how how would uh, teams uh, um, how would teams media media teams like media media associates how would they say, okay, here's what you can ask, here's what you can't ask. You have one question about this situation, and that's it, and we're not addressing it ever again. But there's something that's always hanging over over a team's head, no matter what. And it could say it's that whole thing stinks to high heaven. How the the Ottawa Senators they they got a, a bunch of sanctions for that draft pick and everything else in the trade they made. I'll tell us the guys from New, New Sends uh, podcast tonight, uh, New Era Sends. But just you, you want, and then the the Chicago Blackhawks didn't get any real any real sanctions against them. It's just one of those things. Does anybody want to have any anyone from those Blackhawks teams? There's probably not many guys left in the league that played on those teams, and you just wonder if they want to just just keep that away and have that away and not really worry about that. But that's just a thought. Uh, another guy that I'm. Where's Phil Kessel going? He's still sitting on the outside too. Maybe he can go to the Vancouver Canucks. Now, like, listen, listen to me. The Canucks are flying right now. They won again last night in overtime against a low, like a team in that uh, New York Islanders team. Lane Lambert, he's probably in the crosshairs of Lou Lamarillo right now. He might be uh, looking for a new gig as well. He's probably the next coach that's going to get fired because Lou doesn't have many years left uh, in the uh, the GM's office. He's going to want to do some winning uh, soon. He paid some pretty good money, but right now uh, that Islanders team, they uh, they don't score many goals. I can't keep the puck out of that. So you have those those two th- those two things. Is it all Lambert's fault? It never is, but it's just like sacrificial lamb we always talk about. But that Canucks team is flying. When's the last time you saw three guys? And I can't think of it. Like in my in my uh, in my forty nine years on this earth, you have three guys in the top of the standings, uh, the top of the scoring race right now with J T. Miller, Quinn Hughes. And uh, Elias Patterson, uh, 26 points each right now. Uh, and they're, they're leading the th- three leading scorers in the Nash Hockey League. I don't think I've ever seen that person. I can't think of anything that would even compare it to maybe a, a Gretzky, a Gretzky curry coffee thing, maybe back in the early 80s there. But everybody was scoring 40 goals back then. But you, you just, I haven't seen it. And you have Brock Besser with the 13 goals already on the season tied with Austin Matthews. That that Canucks team, they, they're playing with some ferocity and, and they, they don't mind uh, falling behind and, and playing very, very, they're highly entertaining team and that Hughes kid is unbelievable with the puck he got that breakaway goal last night he was fantastic to watch it's just one of those things you, you go geez that, this team is good and this team and they're they're, they're stopping the puck right and they, they have goaltending and everything else going for them and they're stacking up wins right now you can never have too many wins. And if you get them now, because you're going to have a slump later on the season, unless you're the Boston Bruins from last season, but you're going to have a situation there where you're going to lose some games. You're going to have have games a, a, a week or two-week stretch that's not going to go so well. You're going to get injuries. So when you can stack up wins, when you're healthy, go for it and do it and do it now because you have teams that aren't 
And like I said, the uh, the uh, New, New York Islanders are one of those teams, six in a row, and that ain't going so well. And, Cal- and now you got the, the Vancouver Canucks. I think they got Calgary next. So that, should, that should be a win because Calgary's in uh, cell mode uh, situation now. Kadri and everything else doesn't want to be uh, one of those guys, but one of those things. Uh, another matchup that uh, kind of intrigued me last night that uh, I, I caught a little bit of, of that game was uh, people were, were a little bit worried about the Colorado Avalanche not uh, not winning a bunch lately. Yeah, they have a great record. I think they're 8-5-2, I think it is right now. They're, they're, they they started off a lot better, and they uh, people were starting to give the Anaheim Ducks a little too much credit. Anaheim, you know, they have a that, – that Zegers kid there is pretty good, and they have a team that's on the horizon. They're, they're on the rise a little bit, but people were giving the, uh, the, the Ducks a little too much credit, and uh, I got a kick out of – uh, Colorado, Colorado last night. They just said, "Okay, little fella," and gave uh, gave the Ducks a pat in the head and scored five in the third period and won eight two. Or whatever. I think it was eight two. Doesn't much matter, but it was one of those games where you're like, "Okay, these guys are good," and he's like, "They'll they'll pick it up. They'll be fine. They'll be fine." And we don't got to worry about Colorado. A lot of people pick Colorado to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. They probably they, they they'll be a contender for sure with Vegas and now with Vancouver. Who would like who picked Vancouver? And uh, everybody was picking Colorado. Everybody was picking Vegas and uh, that Dallas team. And they're they're flying too in the, in the West. So you got you got, you got the, those four teams in the West are going to be pretty tough, pretty tough to uh, to unseat moving forward. And you, it's uh, it's fun to watch like this early in the season. You're getting into that point now where things are starting to matter and wins are starting to matter and teams are starting to go. Yeah, the, the one team that hasn't really picked it up for me and everybody was picking them. A lot of people picked them in the, to come out of the East was the Carolina Hurricanes. They lost last night to the Philadelphia Flyers. And there's something wrong in in, uh, in Carolina land. Uh, Coach Rod Brindamore, I'm sure he'll get those guys going, but they can't seem to put the pocket in that at all. Carter Hart was pretty good last night uh, for the Flyers, but the Flyers aren't that good of a hockey team. I mean, they're they're okay, I guess. And Hart's, I think Hart's more trade bait right now at this stage in his career than than stick around. Maybe he can end up uh, end up in uh, in Edmonton. I mean, that's one of those things because uh, Skinner was good last night. But uh, and geez, I feel bad for for uh, little Soupy Campbell. He was on the bench last night. He's in uh, with the Bakersfield Condor against the uh, Calgary Wranglers in the AHL game in Calgary last night. Like it's just, you feel so bad for the guy. But it's one of those things. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's an interesting part of the year. And I'm going to have those guys from the new Era Sense podcast on tonight. So that should be fun. I'm actually going to watch the first my first Senators game this year. It's on at noon uh, Mountain Standard Time. Check your local listings when they play Detroit over in Sweden for that uh, that global series or whatever it's called. I still don't understand it. I'll, I read something about it today, but I got I got disinterested. I don't understand why they're playing those games over there. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I, I do this podcast from home, so I can I, I can watch it. But how many people uh, aren't able to watch the hockey game today, right? Especially if you're a if you're a Sens fan in Ontario, two o'clock in the afternoon, you 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 you're, you're, you can't watch the game, right? It's what you, yeah, you can tape it, but I don't know anybody who tapes hockey tape it. You, D, DVR, I guess it's called DVR, not taping. Uh, so I don't know anybody who does that these days to, to watch a, a, a preseason game or a regular season game. Sorry, you just uh, wonder like this. I know there's some diehards who who turn off the notification, everything else, but in game. 15 or whatever it is for the senators i don't think it's a it's dvr worthy to take up that space on your on your phone we'll see how that's all going to work out for the ottawa senators and there's three teams out that are out there right now toronto's playing pretty good hockey but you got three teams uh over there that yeah, who knows with ottawa with minnesota dean everson better look over his shoulder as well as coach them because they just can't they're another team that haven't really been relevant over the years uh them and the the, the columbus blue jackets he just like i don't know anybody outside of minnesota who's a wild fan go wild like i've never you know 
don't see any jerseys or anything out there. Uh, there's someone I want to contact late, a little later on to uh, to get her, her. She was Jesse Pierce. She was on our. She was on the Belly Up Hockey Show last uh, February, I think it was, and she was really knowledgeable. I want to get her take on what's going on there in in uh, in Minnesota because uh, yeah, it's just something just not right with that Minnesota team to not have any any success over the years, and it's just been very mediocre at best. And you know, mediocre at best gets you really mediocre forever. So, anyways, yeah, hockey season's at full full swing right now. It's a great uh, great uh, to watch a bunch of games last night and then today. And like I said, I'll watch that game today because I'm I'm here uh, just always doing research, writing articles for for the. 1420sportsbar.com. Make sure you guys check that out today. And uh, as always, make sure, yeah, and go to bellyupsports.com. Check out all their great articles and other podcasts as well. We, uh, we everybody appreciates what you, what you guys go and listen and talk to people about the show. That's how it spreads the word out there in the land. All you got to do is hit a button on your phone that you're listening right now and send it to the, your first contact. Send that to, to someone and then they can do that and then they can do that and so on and so on and so on. So anyways, here's a word from our sponsor over there at uh, SeatGeek. Give Santa and his elves a break from the grind this Christmas season and ask for tickets from SeatGeek. SeatGeek has tickets for shows, concerts, and sporting events for around the globe. And by using promo code 1420POD, you'll save $20 on tickets. Tickets make for great stocking stuffers and gifts. So get go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app for all of your ticket needs this holiday season. And use promo code 1420POD today for your Christmas ticket. All right, there it is, SeatGeek uh, Santa style. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and get yourself uh, 20 bucks off your first purchase over there at uh, SeatGeek. Let's get to, I got two birthdays today and then a uh, tip of the cap coming, out, coming up for you guys. So let's uh, let's get these going. Happy 59th birthday to retired pitcher and Cy Young Award winner Dwight Gooden, born on this day in 1964 in Tampa, Florida. Gooden was drafted in the first round of the 1982 Major League Draft out of Hillsborough High School in Tampa, Florida. Gooden made his Major League debut on April 7th, 1984, going five inning in the Mets in the Mets 3-2 win over the Houston Astros. Uh, that season, Gooden went 17-9, led the National League with 276 strikeouts and was named the NL Rookie of the Year. 1985 was the best season of his career where he went 24-4 with 16 complete games, a 1.53 ERA while striking out 268, uh, all National League best that season. And he was a unanimous winner of the Cy Young Award. Uh, Gooden pitched 16 years in the big leagues, 194 and 112 record striking out 2,293 batters that he faced. Dot Gooden, this might be one of the uh, the biggest what-ifs in baseball history. The what if he, uh, you know, didn't have his uh, addiction issues and everything else. And what if, what if with Dwight Gooden. He was uh, one of the best, man. He was electric. You remember Doc Gooden when he came out, like just, man, the guy could, his breaking ball and a fastball, like throwing 95, just unheard of at that, that age. And just the, the the frame that he had back then, it was unbelievable how good uh, Dwight Gooden was. It's too bad it all that turned out the way it, it did for, for Dwight Gooden. But uh, let's get another birthday and then a tip of the cap and get you guys out of here. Happy birthday to Heisman Trophy winner Eric Crouch. Crouch was born on this day in 1978 in Omaha, Nebraska. Crouch attended Millard High School in Omaha, and as a senior, he threw for 1,277 yards and 15 touchdowns and added another 573 yards and five touchdowns on the ground and was the Gatorade High School Player of the Year for the state of Nebraska. Crouch then moved out of 
on to the University of Nebraska to play for the Cornhuskers and was redshirted for the 1997 Co-National Championship team and became the full-time starter in 2000, going 10-2 and with losses to national champion Oklahoma and Kansas State. In 2001, Crouch had his best year, breaking school and NCAA records weekly. He would win the Heisman Trophy that season, edging out Florida's Rex Grossman and end his college career with a record of 35-7. and Crouch was never really uh, given a chance to play quarterback in the NFL uh, level. He was drafted by the St. Louis uh, the St. Louis Rams, and uh, before as a receiver, and he never really got a chance to play. And he got he went to the CFL for a little cup of coffee, and ended up uh, the Toronto Argonauts, but didn't play much. He got injured and everything else. He was third or fourth in the depth chart for the Argos uh, when he for that one season. But yeah, he's uh, that's it. He had a great college career. He's one of those guys, and he got everything. Uh, I think he's got a, a good career now and everything else. He was on TV and everything for a while. But yeah, it's it's weird how those guys that uh, they're such great college players and it just doesn't uh, it just doesn't transmit over to the pro game. Like oh, I like Tim Tebow, right? Two Tim Tebow references on a uh, on a Thursday morning here at fourteen twenty in the morning. It's kind of funny. And here we go. A uh, a 14-20 tip of the cap goes out to Garrett Cole, the New York Yankees, for winning his first Cy Young Award last night in unanimous fashion, joining Louisiana Lightning Ron Grit Guidry as the only Yankee to be unanimously voted as the uh, for the Cy Young Award. Uh, Cole went 15-4 with a 2.63 ERA and 33 starts with 222 strikeouts. Cole is the sixth Yankee to win the Cy Young, joining Bob Turley, Whitey Ford, Sparky Lyle, Ron Guidry, and Roger Clemens uh, to win the Cy Young. So it's a uh, 14-20 tip of the cap goes out to Garrett Cole on his first Cy Young. And then you wonder what the uh, if the Yankees didn't have him, how what their record would have been this year. Uh, wouldn't have been good because the Yankees had a pretty rough year. But uh, Cole, he's committed. He's very. Uh, he's a great. He's a great pitcher and, and everything else. He's uh, he's a bit of a. Uh, uh, pitching junkie a bit of a nerd i guess he's trying to get things better but yeah happy uh yeah happy tip of the cap day and happy enjoy your cy young it goes out to uh to garrett cole i was down on him a little bit but i'm uh, i'm all i'm all on team cole right now so one of those things that's it for 14 20 in the morning for today thank you very much everybody who listens to the show making sure you guys uh check out some of the old shows check out the, the ones that are coming up later on but yeah you can always go back and share the show with people subscribe to our youtube channel and uh it's, all these great videos are, are are up on there uh the staff here puts in a lot of work to get these out to you guys and make sure you check out dave's diatribes at the 1420sportsbar.com and uh, have a few laughs and, and everything else. Dave, 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 uh, he asked the other night if to write some. I said, yeah, just do, it, do whatever he wants. Speak from your head, man. We'll put it out there. So there it was Dave's diatribes at the 1420 Sports Bar. Uh, there we go. That's it for today, you guys. And remember, always remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a great day, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.